Hello, I'm Taylor West, and welcome to Hound Wave, joined by Teddy Conover, Sam McLucas, and Charlie Popier. Um, we are going to be talking about the week three of the NFL and the upcoming week four of the NFL. Teddy, uh, want to do any intro here? Yeah, it was a pretty wild week three in the league. A lot of high-scoring games, some unfortunate injuries, but really uh, unpredictable stuff, and uh, we got a great week, week four ahead of us. Yeah, let's jump right into it. We're going to be covering the week three games for the first about ten minutes here. Um, we got the Browns and the Jets. Um, the Browns picking up the first win since... December of 2016. Um, you know, I think Baker Mayfield looked pretty good, even though he didn't throw for any touchdowns. Uh, I think he looked pretty good. Anybody want to make a comment on that? Uh, yeah, I think this shows this shows great things for Baker Mayfield. Uh, Tyrod Taylor wasn't doing very much, but he stepped in and uh, took on the challenge and came out with a W. Yeah, I think even though uh, Baker Mayfield didn't throw any touchdowns, he was very efficient with the ball dirt. And every drive, and he even though Carlos Hyde put in the end zone twice, he drove him down the field. I think one of the more productive offseason signings for the Browns was Jarvis Landry. Actually, he's been pretty, he's been playing excellently, and him and uh, David Njoku are really going to provide solid targets for uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I, I gotta say, you know, Sam Darnold looked really good week one, but has kind of fallen off these past two weeks. Um, so now we're moving into the Sunday games. We got the Broncos and the Ravens showing up first here. Um, the Ravens, of course, we cover a little bit heavier on Houndwave. Now, Joe Flacco looks really good. I think, as I, I've said earlier, I think this is this is going to be his best season. Uh, he threw for 277 yards, almost all of them in the first half. And he just had a great half, throwing for one touchdown, no interceptions. Um, yeah, Teddy, or anybody want to add anything on that? Yeah, I actually uh, was at this game, and I, I really enjoyed uh, how Flacco played. In the rain, uh, and Alex Collins added on that touchdown. But early in the game, it was pretty stressful with that blocked punt, and uh, the Broncos' defense started out well but couldn't really continue. Yeah, for me, uh, Farley back on the stream here. Um, for me, the penalties lost the game for the Broncos. I'm pretty sure they had, what, 13 or 14 choke, I think? I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, from almost, almost 150 yards. So I feel like that's the area where they lost the game. All right. Thank you, uh, Grant Farley, guest appearance. He's heading off now. Greatly appreciated. Uh, but anyway, the Broncos, I thought Case Keenum really looked bad in this game. Whenever we put pressure on him, he didn't make the throws. He really couldn't pass very well. And even though it was a little rainy out, he, he couldn't get anything going. Uh, just a question for you guys. Do you think there's any chance Chad Kelly, the backup quarterback for the uh, Broncos, has any chance of playing next this week? Uh, I think that's quite possible, Chope. Uh, I mean, uh, last year was the year of the backups with Nick Foles and Case Keenum. And they were brought into new teams, or uh, Nick Foles stayed with his old team, but uh, they were both given uh, ch a chance to start the season, and uh, both have looked pretty poor. And I think if Chad Kelly, if the coaching staff feels it's right, I think Chad Kelly might get the opportunity to start the season. Yeah, um, I do agree. You know, the the Broncos are going up, and they have a tough matchup against the Chiefs secondary, who hasn't played that great this season, but yet um, they have a couple stars, Marcus Peters. Um, We'll get to that game. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so in the next game, probably the game of the week, honestly, we have the Saints and the Falcons, an AF a NFC South matchup that ended in a 43-37 to overtime. I was honestly thinking that this could have turned into a tie, which we, as previously mentioned, we really don't like uh, on Houndwave. So the ties between the first two weeks between the uh, Steelers and and Browns and the, uh, and the Vikings and Packers, sorry, we really would not have liked a third one, but Drew Brees and Matt Ryan combined for nine, ten offensive touchdowns. Brees with two rushing, and uh, Matt Ryan with a career-high five touchdown passes. Pope, what were your thoughts on how the uh, Atlanta defense played? 
Um, obviously, as many of you might know, they're missing actually two of their safeties now and they're starting middle linebackers. So they have a lot of injuries and they definitely going into the game. I knew it would be a shootout. And I thought whichever quarterback played better, Drew Brees or Matt Ryan, they were going to win the game. And I, my personal opinion is that Drew Brees is the better quarterback and that's what happened during the game. So, uh, yeah, I think this game was an excellent game. Um, I think, uh, a big focal point of this game was Calvin Ridley's performance. Um, Maybe he's making the Ravens regret not picking him at 16. Uh, he had, what was it, three total touchdowns, which was the first time since 2006, I believe, for the Falcons. So that is a, uh, this, that's a huge thing for the Falcons and maybe a regretful decision for the Ravens. Yeah, definitely. Um, what I'm looking about at here is the receiving categories for both teams. Obviously, Calvin Ridley having the game of his life so far and probably this season, seven receptions for 146 yards and three touchdowns. Now, what really catches my eye here, Alvin Kamara, a running back, 15 receptions, 124 yards. It is very, very rare for even a wide receiver to get 115 uh, receptions. And that is just absolutely amazing. Well, actually, yeah. In uh, week two Sunday night football between the Giants and the Cowboys, Saquon Barkley had 14 receptions. But if you, uh, if you drafted Alvin Kamara on your fantasy team this year, consider yourself lucky because he's really played, I think, even better than most people have thought. And with Mark Ingram coming back soon, he can still produce, actually. And uh, Pope, our fantasy expert, would like to talk about that. Um, well, I'm seeing what I'm seeing actually is from last year's draft class. There, draft class, there was a lot of good running backs as a, as a, like Alvin Kamara and um, Christian McCaffrey, and both those guys are guys who are going to come out of the backfield and just be like an extra guy for their quarterbacks to uh, drop it off to when everybody's covered. So they're getting a lot of receptions. And in fantasy-wise, if you're in a PPR league, that's really helping you out with points. Oh, definitely. Um, so our next game here is. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to pull it up here. 49ers Chiefs. It was a 38 to 27 contest. The Chiefs won, and a very unfortunate sight that no one really wanted to see with Jimmy Garoppolo going down with a torn ACL in his left knee. He was trying to make a cut on the sideline, and and unfortunately, we saw the product who went five and zero after he went to the uh, 49ers last year uh, go down with a season-ending injury, which really means a lot for the 49ers. Sam. What are your thoughts on how C.J. Beathard can play in his second year with the 49ers? Uh, yeah, uh, obviously this is a huge blow to the 49ers. Uh, anytime you pay a quarterback that much money, it's extremely disappointing to see him go down with an injury. But I'm sure C.J. Beathard, uh, he could come out and he could play well. Beathard. Beathard, I'm sorry. I pronounced that wrong. He could come out and play well. I'm sure about that. Uh, he could also play poorly. We don't know what's going to happen. He hasn't really shown serious uh, play time yet, but... Hopefully he does well and the 49ers can put some hope back in the franchise. Well, so I think he started actually a couple games last year. And I don't think as the 49ers, I don't think you're looking for him to throw for 300 yards all game, every game. I just think you're looking for him to be the game manager like like Alex Smith is said to be, like a game manager, and um, not throw any receptions and just let the um, running backs of Matt Breida and Alfred Morris drive you guys down the field. Yeah, definitely. Um, and one of the big things I've saw I see in this game, Patrick Mahomes is keeping up this amazing streak that he has had. Thirteen touchdowns in his first three games in his first starting season. Even th- that thirteen touchdowns in the thirteen in the third in the three games is still a record mark. And you know, Teddy, do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to even like clo- become close to continue this? You know, I don't see a lot of ways the teams are going to be able to stop this because with how good Kareem Hunt actually is, we, we saw early in, in the last season 
we saw his production spike. And really what happened was they kind of dropped off with that and uh, started stopped rushing the ball so much. Alex Smith couldn't really uh, couldn't really compete and the Chiefs lost several games but towards the end of the season they got Kareem Hunt on you know 30 carries a game and uh, Alex Smith started playing well again so what they can do this year uh, Charlie Pope's going to explain with Patrick Mahomes and Kareem Hunt could be truly special well so the Chiefs they have so many weapons in Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins their tight end um, Travis Kelsey and one person I didn't mention that one of the second year running backs that's really good out of the backfield is Kareem Hunt he had a couple games last year with over 100 receiving yards. He he's really shown himself to be very good out of the backfield. And he's very good hands. So Pat, I think the main reason, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is showing himself to be a great talent, have a great arm, but he has a lot of weapons around him, and he is a very good offensive line. All right, um, our next game here is the Dolphins and Raiders. The Dolphins three and zero. I don't think they're really a three and zero team. So I, I find it funny that you say that. I was looking over some power rankings yesterday, and the Dolphins were at twenty. Because they have played so far the Titans at home, the Raiders at home, and the Jaguars. Or sorry, and the uh, struggling with that third game. What was it? I'm not sure, Ted. But um, yeah, the Dolphins are not that good of a team. The uh, they beat the Raider. They ended up beating the Raiders and the poor Raiders defense, um, 28 to 20. And uh, Teddy, what are you, or sorry. Sure, sorry about you, that. What you, they were playing in New York last week, and they beat the Jets twenty to twelve against a poor Sam Donald performance. All right, Charlie, what what are your thoughts on this game? Um, obviously, I personally think that train Cleomac was a stupid decision. Whether or not you get as many draft picks as as they did get in two first round draft picks, I still think he's a generational talent, and that you can't trade that type of guy away in his prime. But the yeah, the Raiders defense has really struggled. I think last week they had a couple sacks, but before that. Khalil Mack is actually, I th- I'm not 100% sure on this, but going into week three, he actually, Khalil Mack actually had more sacks than the Raiders defense. I so. actually, I did hear that statistic, but uh, Derek Carr, they've been trying to build the entire team around him. Uh, Gruden thinks he's a once in a lifetime type talent. And in 2016, I think he was, but after that, uh, that knee injury that he sustained in week 16 in the 2016 season, he's really been downhill from there. The 2017 Raiders, I think were seven and nine or six and 10. And really not showing me much, but Sam, what do you think about the uh, the Raiders' chances after an zero and three start this year? Uh, I don't think the Raiders' chances are very high at all. I mean, uh, some teams can be optimistic after a three and zero start. Uh, I mean, an zero and three start if they have a uh, solid roster. But I don't. I don't think the uh, Raiders have uh, the type of talent on their on all fronts to be able to pull it out and make the playoffs or even have a an okay season. I mean, they're just missing talent everywhere from wide receiver to uh, to cornerback to everywhere. I mean. I don't, I don't think they have it in them. Yeah. So we move on to the next game. One of the stunners of the week. Bills go into Minnesota, and Josh Allen with two rushing touchdowns destroys the Vikings 27-6 in a game that I'm so confident that no one saw this, that the spread on the game before was over two touchdowns for the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, Taylor, what were your thoughts on how Josh Allen played and generally the Bills vibe? Um, yeah, Josh Allen, I mean, his stats won't show you this, but he did have a good game. Um, he rushed for 10, t- 10 times, which is surprising. That's a lot for a quarterback. Um, but what really gets my eye about this Minnesota team, they ran the ball six times. They passed the ball 55 times. You can't have that kind of balance and win in the league. Are, I mean, are you serious? Well, I think a part of that is... So the Bills, the Bills defense had a lot of turnovers early in the for- first quarter, and 
they had to uh, try to keep up with what the Bills were doing on offense, get into the end zone a couple times in the first half, and back again. But I do think they should, they need to get Dalvin Cook the ball because he's a very good running back. I know he's coming off an ACL tear, but he was amazing in the first four games of the season last year, and they need to get him the ball more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And really looking at the, the Bills, I still don't think are very good. I think the Vikings just had a really down game. And after seeing this, I really don't think, you know, the Vikings defense is very good. And we saw that last year. Um, not much so much this year. Um, but I honestly do think that the Vikings aren't going to be that much of a threat in the NFC East. I still have the, uh, sorry, NFC North. And I still have the Packers winning that division. Interesting. So as we move on to the next game, Colts and Eagles, uh, battle of returning quarterbacks from Andrew Luck and Carson Wentz. Well, it was a low-scoring game. That's to be expected. I think Wentz played all right. You know, two, 255 yards, one touchdown. He got the ball to Zach Ertz. Uh, sorry, Dallas Godert, uh, their other tight end. And uh, I think the Eagles are looking all right. But here's a thought. Boys, I want a prediction from all four of us. Who's going to win the NFC East? I I have no idea. This it's, is, it's, this I is, can't tell. That is a very tough question. It could yeah, be the Redskins. Tough. Okay, re- honestly... <laughs> no team is that good in that division. No team. Unfortunately, I think the um, New York Giants defense, they have a lot of um, good skill players, but their O-line is just not good enough, and their defense is just being scored on too often. I mean, I guess I, I guess I can say I think the Cowboys will not win it. Yes, um, the Cowboys uh, have the worst offense in the league right now, judging by how many points have been oh, – sorry, but behind the Cardinals um, – Judging by how many points that they have scored, they've scored 41 points in three games. That's awful. I'm sorry, Dallas, but you're going to be out of the race. Yeah, Zeke is really producing, but um, Dak Prescott is just playing terrible. Yeah, he- I honestly think if the offense is playing well, the Giants can be scary good. With Sterling Shepard, obviously Odell Beckham, and Saquon Barkley, a newfound star. Uh, with Don't Eli- forget Evan Ingram. He's- oh, and Evan Ingram, one of the better tight ends in the league. With that offense playing well... I feel like the Giants could be a threat, but between the Giants, Eagles, and Redskins, I, I don't know who to pick. I, I'm going with the Eagles. Sam? That, that's what I'm going to uh, go with. I'm going with the Eagles. I'll probably go with, just because of the returning Super Bowl champions, you can't really bet against them, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, are, w- sorry, one yeah. more thing about the Eagles. I think Carson Wentz, I know Alshon Jeffrey's out, but I think he needs to get the ball to his receivers more. He actually, he passed, I not the tight ends are bad, but... He used his tight ends, I think, actually a little too much. Like he a had, Joe Flacco type kind thing? Kind of like a Joe Flacco It's, almo- it's almost like he uses his tight ends as his wide receiver number one. Exactly. Like, I know Zach Ertz is a great um, receiving tight end, and Dallas Goder's showing to be good, but if your backup tight end is getting seven receptions in a game you, and your number one wide receiver is, has four, you have a problem. And yes. that four receptions is coming from Nelson Aguilar, who has been producing, who produced a lot with – Nick Foles, but not anything with um, with Carson Wentz. Yeah, um, so yeah, so yeah, we're done with the NFC East here. I think I think we're gonna move on to the Redskins Packers game, which I've got to say one name stands out to me there, and that is AP Adrian Peterson. Nineteen carries, one hundred twenty yards, has probably been the biggest. I, I don't know, like I could have never expected this. Usually, you see running backs make a comeback; they usually don't do very well. But Adrian Peterson is having an amazing year. He's one of the top running backs in the league in rushing yards right now. Um, Teddy, what do you got? What do you think the reason for that is? You know, when uh, when they worked him out uh, over the summer, they said they saw a spark that was still left. A- AP trusted himself, and they've given him the ball to their credit as much as they've needed to. The Redskins can play good ball when they're rushing the ball and playing solid defense, which they've done. They went into Carolina, played well, 
And then against the Packers here at home, they played well. But I really think that uh, that Adrian Peterson, if he's getting the ball a lot, the Redskins can win. And with uh, with Alex Smith managing the game like he always does, they could be a 10-6 and six team to win this NFC East. And about to the Packers, I going into the season, I actually had them in the Super Bowl as my prediction. But, I mean, it's not – I don't think it's Aaron Rodgers' fault, but if you watch the game, he's definitely – favoring that uh, knee of his that he hurt in week one against the Bears. And it, I think it's definitely affecting his stats and his play in the game. Uh, adding on to what Chope said, I believe uh, when uh, Aaron Rodgers came back this year, we were all expecting him to be a transcendent player and that he would carry the, the, pack, he would carry the Packers into the, uh, into the Super Bowl. And right now we're seeing him as being more human and not being able to carry his team through these victories to victory against teams like the Redskins where he just needs more of his team to help him out. And um, I think the I honestly passing the ball, he's the knee isn't affecting him too much. But a, the biggest thing Aaron Rodgers can do that's like unlike any other quarterback is his ability to get out of the pocket and extend plays longer than they should be. And with that knee problem, he's not being able to get out of the pocket and throw the ball deep. All right. Um, so we're gonna try to go through these other games with uh, a lot of with some more speed. Um, so I'm just gonna point out some kind of surprise. Uh, a game that really surprised me, and that's the Titans versus the Jaguars. The Titans went into Jacksonville and beat them 9-6. to six. This was such a classic game from Blake Portals to me. After lighting up the Patriots' defense for 350 yards and four touchdowns, he puts up six points at home against the Titans. Like, what is that? I just I don't think anyone really saw this coming, but it's just a classic AFC South game. All right, um, so... Uh, Charlie wants to say something about the Bengals and Panthers game. So, as I said earlier, Christian McCaffrey, a really good back out of the out of the backfield, catching the ball. And the craziest thing is, I think week two he actually had like almost 150 receiving yards off like 10 catches. And I'm looking at the stats right now. He had 28 carries for 184 yards, which is like twice as much than com- his fir- his first and second weeks rushing yards combined, which is pretty impressive and his receiving yards went actually down so that's kind of interesting stuff to look at yeah christian mccaffrey is obviously off to a great start this year um so now uh mclucas is going to talk a little bit about the rams chargers game uh yeah um i think what this game shows is just the dominance of the rams they are like the golden state warriors of the nfl they came out here they came out in the offseason they signed in dominican's uh uh, Marcus <laughs> Duncan Suh, Sue. 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I always mess up his name. Indomicum. Indomicum. It's got a really hard it's name. It's Indomicum Sue. Indomicum. <laughs> I can't even Indomicum. Indomicum Sue. Okay. Haloti Nagata. Sue. They signed Sue. They, they <laughs> also, Peters, they Marcus, also brought in Marcus, Marcus Peters, Peters and Aki Tlaib. Yeah. Yes. Who are both injured now. Which is a, which is a big hit for them. Yeah. Um, but... I just I think this shows the just the absolute dominance of the Rams, who just like the Golden State Warriors in the NBA, they signed a bunch of players and now they have a dominant defense. They have a very potent attack, which doesn't have any weaknesses really. And um, yeah, pretty much they're uh, they're very good. I mean, I don't know about the Golden State Warriors, but yeah. um, <laughs> I think that's a little more they, the Patriots. They definitely are looking very good. I mean, I think the Chargers are one of the best teams in the NFL, and they really, even though the score was pretty close, I think they really manhandled them. Yeah, I mean the Chargers being one of the best teams in the league. I don't know about that, but I think Philip Rivers is excellent, and uh, 
sorry, Charlie, a few minutes ago, a few seconds ago, said that the, the Chargers are one of the best teams in the league. So I just, I'm disputing that. Uh, I think the Rams are definitely the best team in the league, and the Chiefs are close behind them. But uh, the Rams have really just showed up and showed out each game this year. Well, the reason why I was saying the Chargers are a very good team, I mean, Phillip Rivers, he's shown he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They have Melvin Gordon, a really, really good running back, out of the backfield and um, running the ball through the ta- in between the tackles. They also have a lot of receivers. They have Keenan Allen. Um, they have Mike Williams who from Clemson, who was their first round draft pick last year, who they who didn't play, but he's been really good. I think he has three receiving touchdowns this year. So, all right, Teddy, uh, what is your from the remaining games that we have not covered? What is your kind of standout game? Um, it's got to be the Sunday night game, the twenty six ten victory over the Patriots. Who could have seen this coming? We have uh, Owen Holmgren in the studio to uh, talk about that Patriots loss. Uh, he's not. I don't think he's too game to talk about. He's a little uh, he's sad a, about he's it. A little I'll tired. Talk, I'll talk about it. He's <laughs> not going to. They don't have a defense. <laughs> Nor sad. wide receivers. Nor wide receivers. <laughs> All right. Nor and, uh, receivers. Josh Gordon needs to be healthy. And uh, Matt Patricia really knew that defense so well that he let Matthew Stafford kind of pick it apart. It was really fun to watch, honestly, with Carryon Johnson rushing for 100 yards for the first time with a Lions rusher since like 2015 or something. That and, yeah, it was Reggie Bush. And, oh, and yeah, and uh, and Matthew Stafford playing well. I feel like the Lions have kind of turned it around from that disastrous showing uh, against the Jets in Week One. Um, and finally, the game of the of of Monday night. Steelers, Buccaneers. I was really hoping the Buccaneers could pull this one out. Fitzmagic, we can still call him that. Oh another, yeah, still, another Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic is still alive. He won me my first. Yards. He won me my first fantasy game, so I'm very happy about that. I, I don't think, know how that relates to the I to think, the NFL, um, but all right. He's he definitely had a, a bad first half. He made a lot of um, mistakes with those three interceptions, but he did come back in the in the um in the second half, and he played very well. So I'm interested to see who they start. Um, week four so yeah all, all right, right boys rapid fire predictions we're gonna go on to week four vikings rams mclucas take it away a great thursday night game uh let me get this one so uh <laughs> basically the vikings have two very strong wide receivers in Thielen and Diggs. um i think they should be able to uh get uh, a lot of yards versus the rams who don't have uh marcus peters or a keep to um, the Vikings, I know they lost versus the Bills, but I'm, I hope they can bounce back and the Rams, who are disheartened by these injuries, can uh, might not be able to win it. All right, Taylor, thoughts on the Bengals-Falcons game? Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> um, Bengals-Falcons. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Falcons here. I, I really hope the Falcons win this game because obviously it plays big AFC North implications. Mm-hmm. Um and I I think the Falcons offense really looked very good against the Saints. Even though the Saints don't have the best defense, I think that the Falcons offense will win them, will win them this game. The interesting game of the week to me, I think, is Buccaneers at Bears. Uh, a great Buccaneers offense led by Ryan Fitzmagic going into a, an excellent Chicago team with a great defense led by Matt Nagy. Charlie, your pick? Well, this is a this is a very interesting game, I think. Um I think Fitzpatrick, if he starts, I think he'll play well and he'll put them in a situation to win. And I know the Bears' defense with Khalil Mack and Adrian Amos will play well as well. And they're going to, I think the game's going to be decided by Mitchell Trubisky. He's a guy who, if he plays well, they're going to win. And if he does not play well, they're going to lose. He he is great running backs in um, Jordan Howard and. Um, What's his name? Uh, Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen. And <laughs> he can really use both of them, like one through the tackles and one out of the backfield. And if he uses them and doesn't throw any interceptions, they'll re- they'll really um, have a chance to win that game. 
All right, Sam, back to you. Lions, Cowboys, another one of these one o'clock games in Dallas. What are your thoughts? Um, I think the Lions can come out with this one. I think they feel like they're on a roll after beating the Patriots, and uh, the Cowboys have been underperforming this season. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for that game. All right, the next game we got is the Bills and Packers. Um, I uh, we thought this would be an obvious game. Yeah, but I mean, the Bills they they look good last week, but I, I I'm not I'm still not. I'm still a little skeptical over them. Uh, McLucas, what do you have to say about this one? Um, this is a tough game. This is a very tough game because uh, the Bills just completely uh, the Bills just completely did something that no one thought they would be able to do in uh, their victory last week. So this this game is hard to call, but it has to go to the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's I think he's too good of a, a QB to let this game go. I think the Packers are actually they have a very good chance of winning this game. But the one thing that the Bills the Bills have a chance of winning is if if the Packers can't contain Josh Allen from if they if they keep him in the pocket they they will win the game. If he can get out of the pocket and make throws and run down the field like he did last week, they're gonna have a problem. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Eagles Titans game, kind of an interesting game, but I definitely have the. Uh, sorry, I, I actually don't know who to pick in this one. I, I thought it would be definite, but uh, the the spread right now is the Eagles by four, and I, I think that could happen. I see a 28 24 type game here with Carson Wentz coming back and, you know, throwing three touchdowns, you know, and uh, Zach Ertz really playing well, and that defense playing pretty well with Brandon Graham. Uh, Taylor, what are your thoughts on this Eagles-Titans game? Um, I think the Eagles are going to take this one. The Titans really don't look like a good team. As you see, the line is at uh, four points favoring the Eagles. Um, the Titans uh, this year, you know, their defense looked good against Jacksonville, but I really don't think their offense is going to carry them over the Eagles' defense. All right, the uh, Texans-Colts game next, an AFC South matchup. Not really a game that a lot of people are caring about, a combined 1-5 and five record. Charlie, who wins this game? Um, I think it's going to go to the Texans. I think their their record does not um, reflect wh- what kind of team they are. They have a really, really good defense. And Deshaun Watson has not been playing his greatest, but I think he's just a little bit rusty after that injury last year. And I think I think he'll have a um, – I think he'll have a bounce back um, uh, second half of the season. All right, an interesting game. The 3-0 Dolphins go into New England to face the reeling Patriots. This could be a big game for Bill Belichick if he doesn't win this. Now, I'm not saying his job is in jeopardy, but if they start off 1-3, and three, I mean, come on, Patriots. You know, we always are like the end of the dynasty or whatever, but this could mean something if it's a loss. I... I- I can't. I I have the. I can see the Patriots just blowing out the Dolphins. I think they're gonna talk some sense into them. I mean, they're three zero. The Patriots aren't that aren't as good a team as they have been in the past. But I I really think this the Patriots do win big in this one. And I know the Dolphins are three zero, but I really do think they suck. I mean, they haven't they haven't played anybody. I think the Patriots are gonna come out and they cannot lose this game. If the Patriots, you cannot lose this game. And I think they'll beat them by like 20, 30 points. Absolutely not. And moving on to the next game, um, the Jets are playing the Jaguars, which you know is, can be a little misleading. The Jaguars are playing their third straight game at home. Um, but, Mick Lucas, what do you have to say about this one? Uh, I think this game is going to not go very well for the Jets and Sam Darnold. Um, I think A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey are going to have a field day versus uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, their defense is just too good. Uh, their offense is... It's below average, but it's 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 not the worst in the league. Uh, the Jets just don't have don't have what it takes to beat the Jaguars right now. And I believe Leonard Fournette will be back for that game, so he's going to be a big part of that Jaguars offense that they were missing last week. 
Absolutely. Uh, when you see TJ Yeldon come out there, he just doesn't have the same pep in his step that uh, Leonard Fournette does. Leonard really, you know, capable of rushing off a 40-yard gain at any time and really was a great pick for the Jaguars to help him lead them to the playoffs last year. I get that their defense was excellent, but to take off some pressure of Blake Bortles, who, you know, still really isn't one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, really helps the Jaguars to win. Yeah, I agree with you, Teddy. Um, moving on to the next game, I think this game is going to be a very good game, but it's against two very not great teams. Um, it's the Raiders versus the Browns in Oakland. Um, Charlie, who do you think is going to win this one? Well, I think actually the Browns do have more talent than the Raiders, especially on the def- defensive side of the ball. But I hate to say it if anybody's a Browns fan out there, but they're just going to choke it again. I mean, they just their coach is awful. That's just all I have to say. Their coach is just bad. Like they should, they honestly have a very good chance. They would be, they should be three and zero right now. I'm going to have to disagree with you, Chope, on this one. I think that the Browns uh, have an underrated roster right now. I think their defense is, is good. Miles Garrett is a very good player. Uh, Denzel Ward's been playing very good for a rookie. Joe um, Schobert, one of their captains on defense at linebacker. Oh, yeah. They have a very underrated team, and I think they can come out here for the first time and get a winning record for the first time in a very long time. Well, I was actually saying that I do think their defense is very good. I just think it's not coached well, that's all. Yeah, I do agree. I agree with everything that you said. Um. Pope, I'm not sure if I can agree with McLucas there. I think the Browns will choke this one away. I can see them getting up to a 10-point first-half lead, but I, I don't think that they can survive in the nasty atmosphere of the Oco Coliseum. Um, so the next game, we've got the Seahawks and Cardinals, two not good teams, in my opinion. I really think the Seahawks are going to have a down year this year, and the Cardinals are obviously one of the worst teams in the NFL. I think this is going to be like a 20-13 to 13 game that the Seahawks win. Oh, yeah. Just like a, a weird Russell Wilson game that he gets a few touchdown passes, and that's really it. Not a great game to watch. No one really cares. It's for the basement of the NFC West, and the Rams are just going to watch this and laugh. If you guys actually didn't know, um, Josh Rosen is actually getting the start for the Cardinals this week. So the, I'm not sure the Cardinals are going to win this game, but I think it's good. They're going to see if this guy's going to be their franchise quarterback in the future. Yeah, so next we go to the Saints-Giants game. Just the names on the sheet right here scream high-scoring game, especially after that Saints shootout in Atlanta last week. I'm pretty excited for this game, actually. I think Saquon Barkley has a big game. Eli has a big game. Odell, Alvin Kamara, big fantasy point-scoring game for this late-afternoon contest. McLucas, who comes away with a dub in Met, uh, MetLife? Uh, I think uh, I'm going to have to give this one to the Saints. Uh, I think they have too many great players on on offense. Um, and uh, although their defense has been struggling, they do have some good defensive players. I just think this game is a must-watch. There are too many star players playing in this game. Um, it's great to see Odell, uh, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. This is going to be a great game to watch. Yeah, I think um, the difference here on it is honestly Drew Brees and Eli Manning. I mean, Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and Eli Manning, he's played pretty decent this year, but it's just he's not to the level of Drew Brees yet. And um, Michael Thomas is really proving himself as a, by far number one receiver, and he's looking like the best receiver in the NFL right now. You know, going back to the 1 o'clock games, we actually missed one, the Lions and Cowboys. Not really a game that anyone would love to see, but uh, the Matthew Stafford-Dak uh, Prescott matchup is – fine at best so uh i say the lions actually come away with a kind of a big win here to get back to 500 yeah there's not much really to say about this one i i do agree with you ted i do think the lions will win this one um but as we're we are approaching the end of the day here uh the last of the four o'clock games is the 49ers and chargers now i i can't see the 49ers winning this one because they have cj bethard um but pope what do you have to say well uh, as i said earlier um i think the chargers are 
very, very good. And I know they've played – they're one, only one and two, but they've played – they lost to the Rams. And who else did they lose to? In week one, uh, they lost at home. I'm trying to think of who that was. All right. No, no, it doesn't matter who they lost yeah, to. But, um, so what I was saying is I think they're going to tear apart the 49ers de- the defense. Phillip Rivers, I mean, too many weapons, too, the running backs. Austin Eckler, he's also a very good running back, second running back. And I think without Jimmy Garoppolo, they have absolutely no chance. Yeah, I mean, the Rams and Chiefs, who they played week one, Patrick Mahomes went off in that game, uh, and Jared Goff, who's really one of the best quarterbacks in the league, turning out to be. Uh, I'd say the Chargers definitely win this one. I agree. Phillip Rivers, I'm, I might I might have been wrong. I think the Chargers could be one of the best teams in the league. I see them coming out with a wild card spot in the AFC West as the Chiefs are just too good. But yeah, uh, the, I think they could go yeah. maybe 10-6 and six this mm-hmm. year and get a, get a playoff berth. The only – like I, in my opinion, I think they've played the best two teams in the NFL in the Chiefs and the Rams. So they've had a tough schedule early. Yeah. Moving on to the game of the week, the top of the notch, the Ravens-Steelers, best rivalry in football, 8-20 Sunday night. Steelers have the 3.0 line. Who's going to win this one? Uh, I think this is going to be a nitty-gritty game. The Ravens are going into uh, Pittsburgh. Probably very high scoring. Yes, it probably will be. It will be a It will be a very uh, – it will be an interesting game. It will definitely will be. I think these te- two teams are actually very evenly matched. Uh, they both had interesting starts this season so far, and I'm excited to see what happens. I say the Ravens come away with a win here. I think the Ravens' defense is actually playing – Really solidly in Cincinnati, I understand Andy Dalton, whatever. But actually, I think that Ben Roethlisberger struggles against the Ravens, and uh, we're not going to see the same 38-39 game that we did last year, which really frustrated every Ravens fan uh, a lot, being up 10 points with like four minutes left. But I think the Ravens come away with a win here. Uh, low scoring, pretty close game, maybe 23-20. Yeah, I think um, the I think the um, difference in these games the last couple of years has been Le'Veon Bell. Uh, he's been really good against the Ravens the last couple of years and not anything against James Conner, but he's just no Le'Veon Bell. And um, I think the Ravens defense is going to be too much for them, even though they're missing a couple pieces in CJ Mosley. Completely agree. Um, although I, what I am a little worried about is the Marlon Humphrey, uh, Antonio Brown matchup. Actually, Marlon Humphrey, even though the stats don't, will not show that, played pretty well against Antonio Brown last year. The only problem was when... Antonio Brown got matched up against Brandon Carr. There was a huge problem there, and that's where all the deep pro- all the deep threats came in. Antonio Brown had like three 60-plus yard receptions. I'm really worried about that depth of the Ravens wide receiver core in this game. Yeah, and I think um, we're going to definitely have trouble covering their receiving core. I mean, Juju Smith's putting up some crazy numbers so far, better than Antonio Brown actually this year. So it's going to be hard for the uh, Ravens to cover those two, but I think – Marlon Humphreys on Antonio Brown. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I think he'll be able to um, de- do a decent job against him. A uh, huge key for this game for the Ravens is to uh, make sure that we find ways to expose the Steelers' uh, defensive backs. Artie Burns has not been playing well. They do not have a good secondary, and if we can find a way to expose that, they have the rookie Terrell Edmonds in there. He's just a rookie. If we can find a way to expose that, we definitely have a high a high chance of getting uh, getting away with the W. Also, the offensive line for the Ravens needs to step up in this game. They're really the right side of the line has been playing. Uh, sorry, the left side of the line has not been playing well, especially on the run blocking side. The Ravens this year are averaging like no yards per carry when they run it to the left side, and they they rarely do that because Ronnie Stanley and I think Alex Lewis over there are not 
great at run blocking for some reason this year. The pass blocking has been decent, but I really think the run blocking is one huge key that the Ravens need to focus on in this game. Curious on everyone's game predictions here. Let's just go down the line. I had Ravens 23-20. Uh, I'm not sure about this one. I think maybe uh, Ravens 27-20 to versus Steelers. I'm going to go um, Ravens 30, Steelers 27, and that's only if the Ravens can get Alex Collins more involved this week. I completely agree. Alex Collins in the passing game, so, so imperative. Um, but my prediction is 41 to 35 Steelers. I'm sorry. I think the Ravens will have a lead in this one. It's going to be high scoring. But I can I I I'm very sorry to say this, but I think the Steelers will come out on top here. That's fair. That's fair. I just I think the Steelers defense is just terrible. They're they're a trash can. Yeah, they're not very good. <laughs> if we move on to the Monday night game, we see Chiefs Broncos with an over under of 55, an extremely high total for a uh, projected game. I see Mahomes here just continuing his excellence. You know, Joe Flacco played solidly in a rainy game last week. What could happen in dry Kansas City? Mahomes throws for, you know, another 300 yards and maybe even four touchdowns. Yep. Um, You do have to remember that the Broncos do have a very good defense with Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Chris Harris. I mean, they've got... They've got a lot of pieces. Brandon Marshall, middle linebacker. I mean, I Russell mean, Wilson and Derek Carr, though, played pretty well in mile high against them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just think that's also because, I mean, what did in the against Russell Wilson, he laid up like 20 points, 25 points, something like that. I mean, with no offensive help and get being on the defensive side of the ball all the time, it's hard to stop an offense that much in the NFL. Uh, yeah, um, I think the Chiefs also – um, the Chiefs are going to win this one, definitely. Uh, the Broncos are not as good as the Chiefs. The Chiefs actually uh, – I think what people miss is the Chiefs actually have Justin Houston back, who, uh, who's who been injured a lot, but he's a very, very good defensive player. Uh, I, th- I don't think there's a way the Chiefs lose this one. They've been on a roll this season. All right, to end off the podcast, we're just going to have some rapid-fire predictions about the NFL playoffs. I'm going to start it real quick. And uh, the one seed in the AFC – is going to be the New England Patriots again this season. And I'm curious oh, – sorry, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the one seed this season. And I'm curious who everyone else's AFC one seed is. Well, I mean, um, it really all depends on the um, Patriots, how they play in this next game. If they lose this game against the Dolphins, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. I don't think it will happen, but I think they'll probably be the one seed, I think, followed up by the Jaguars, probably at um, 11-5. 11 and 5. And I think the Ravens are actually going to pull out the division over the Steelers because the I mean as long as they can win against their next game against Cincinnati and one of the um Steelers games and both the Browns games I think they'll be 10 and 6 and winning the division. Yeah, I'm just going to fire off my rapid playoff predictions here. So, I'm going to have the Kansas City Chiefs coming in at the one seed. I can see like a 14 and 2, 13 and 3 season coming out of them. Not the best is it not the best is division in football i'm so sorry um the new england patriots at two i'm gonna have the jacksonville jaguars at three now they kind of showed a little weakness against the titans and the afc north is what's really troubling me i'm gonna have the pittsburgh steelers coming on top of that one and then the ravens coming in the five seed and then the cincinnati Bengals coming at the six seed the afc north sporting three teams in the playoff Sorry about that. I did forget about the Chiefs. I put them right under the Patriots and right above the Jaguars at two. 
Uh, and for my prediction, uh, I definitely think the Jacksonville Jaguars are number, uh, number one in the AFC. Um, on, although they did play poorly last night, uh, or not last night, this weekend, but uh, they are a good team. They are a very good team, very good defense. Uh, number two would probably have to be the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that, 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 uh, that offense is extremely highly powered. And uh, number three, probably uh, New England Patriots. I mean, Tom Brady really isn't going anywhere. As long as they win this game versus, the, versus Miami and get on a roll, and from the rest, from from there down, it's just really uh, all, all all mashed up. I mean, this season's been pretty crazy so far. Yeah, Absol- absolutely. I think uh, finally we just got to go to the NFC and see uh, see where our predictions stand. I'll go first real quick. I got the Los Angeles Rams easily coasting to the one seed, probably a, a fourteen and two record. Uh, it's tough to pick the two, but I I like the Saints in it too. They're going to win the NFC South because they've been playing well. If they can improve their defense, the uh, the Packers at three with Aaron Rodgers coming back late in the season to uh, not coming back, but just playing well late in the season. And uh, the Washington Redskins coming in at four. If Adrian Peterson, maybe Adrian Peterson has another 2000 yard season. I don't think it'll happen. But uh, but in the five and six seed, I like the Bears for sure at five. And still, I think I like the Buccaneers at six. Yeah, um, I do like those power rankings. Uh, sorry, those that playoff prediction there um i do agree with you the rams at one and the saints at two i see that now i'm not sure how much of a hot take this is anymore but i'm going bears win in the afc nfc north um i think khalil Mack is going to guide that defense to the championship of the nfc north um now i have them the bears at three and i'm going to have the eagles at four and i'm going to have the packers at five and i'm going to have the Buccaneers at six. I think Fitzmagic will carry them into the playoffs. Yeah, I think this is a um, very – I think the NFC is better than the AFC this year. With the um, Los Angeles Rams, I'm going to put them at number one. And then I'm going to go Saints. Um, I'm going to go Eagles at three. I think Carson Wentz is going to get better and better as the season goes on. Uh, Vikings at four. I think they'll actually pull it out with that defense. I think they're starting going to start to play better. I'll have um, – Panthers at five, I think they're still a very good team. And then it's really tough, but I think it's going to be Atlanta versus Green Bay, honestly, for that sixth spot. Uh, and for my predictions, uh, I believe that the number one team in the NFC is easily the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, they are so high quality at every position. They are just an amazing football team. And this is one of the best football teams we've seen in a, little, in a while. Uh, number two... Uh, it's probably going to have to be, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. I believe the Atlanta Falcons are very good, uh, underrated team. Uh, then the uh, Minnesota Vikings, I had them winning the Super Bowl or going to the Super Bowl before the season. And then all of a sudden things didn't go as well as they were supposed to go. But I still believe they're a very good team. Uh, after that, the Philadelphia Eagles defending Super Bowl champions and uh, then the New Orleans Saints. All right. Um, well, Teddy, did you give me your predictions? Yeah, yeah, Teddy did. Um, so to kind of wrap this up, I think we've covered it all. Is there anything anybody else would like to talk about? Any major stories, hot takes to give? Go Ravens, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, just want to take a little bit of time to talk about that, a little bit more about that Jimmy Garoppolo injury, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, I obviously think this is a huge loss for the 49ers. He's probably their best player. Um, you saw him at the end of the season last year. He was absolutely dominant. Um, going five and zero in his five starts. Um, yeah, I I really think this is a huge loss for the 49ers. I really think the 49ers are now going to finish maybe even at the bottom of the NFC West. 
Yeah, no one really wanted to see this, too. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is such a talented guy, such a likable dude. You know, Tom Brady's successor. Patriots really shouldn't have let them go. And and now there's no chance to see Garoppolo beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, which, you know, probably wasn't going to happen. But uh, it's really upsetting. And I think now the Rams, no matter what, have this division on lock. Yeah, I think um, I think that's a very big loss, obviously. And I, I mean, I feel like he has no haters. I mean, I know a couple of Patriots fans who still like him more than Tom Brady. So, I mean, yeah. he, he, I mean, he's a big fan favorite and he played really, really well last year. I don't, I don't agree with them giving him as much money as they did after those five games. Cause I just don't think that's enough um, time to show, but yeah, he's a, he's a good talent and I think he's a bit, that's a big loss. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll be back next season. Yeah. Chope, just adding on to what you say, that's extremely sad and disappointing for any fan. I mean, this just broke the heart of every uh, 49ers fan out there. They had so much hope for the nerd QB with such a fast arm and with such a, with such arm talent, such uh with such skill and they paid him so much money and then he got injured. This is just a crusher for their organization. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're wrapping things up. I'd like to really thank Charlie Pope and Sam McLucas coming on here the first time. It can be a little nerve-wracking. Um, uh, any last words from all of you? Signing off for now. I'm Teddy Conover. I will be back. I'm Taylor West. I'm Sam McLucas. Thank you for being here, and we will see you next week.